0: Hi, this is Dave Coulier, and you're listening to PF's tape recorder. Okay, let's rewind.
1: Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old friend Rocky Laporte.
0: When they the Cubs beat Indians in the World Series, I say to Indians. They hired me to do their Christmas party, and the guy that introduced me. From, he goes, this next guy from Chicago, I had 400 people booing me. They're booing me all the way to the stage. And I go, I'm a White back fan, you idiots. Like, I was rooting for you guys. And they all
1: clapped. Always oh, great to talk to Rocky. Uh, he's a great old pal of the show. Southside guy, southside of Chicago, like our friend Jimmy Pardo, as a matter of fact. And uh, yeah, we had a great chat with Rocky. We have a song of the week coming up from a a collaboration between Sia, Diplo, and Labyrinth. Uh, Two of the three of those you might not have heard of before, but I'll explain all that when we get uh, to the end of the show. But in the meantime, we have a dumb bit. It's been a long time since we did one of these. Uh, It's time for... What kind of nonsense is that? You've probably seen this story in the news. Jamal Khashoggi, a journalist who works for the Washington Post and is a Saudi Arabian. He's a Saudi Arabian, actually a resident living in the United States. And he went into the Turkish embassy in Istanbul. I'm sorry, the the, uh, Saudi consulate in Istanbul to pick up some paperwork. And he never left. So he is missing. He has likely been killed and the uh currently the uh circle of suspects includes the uh saudi royal family uh they think uh, people think they might have had him knocked off and uh although there are some people who who dispute this and uh well with very good reason
0: they committed to purchase $450 billion worth of things and $110 billion worth of military.
1: Yes, the Saudis spent a lot of money with the United States, therefore they couldn't have possibly have killed a journalist. Makes perfect sense to me. Uh, and of course, you know, you've probably seen the president saying, you know, there's another case of guilty till proven innocent. And maybe, but here's the problem with that. There is security footage of Khashoggi walking into the consulate. There is no security footage of him walking out of the consulate. That should be the easiest thing in the world to turn up if that's the case, or at least to say, at least make up some jive like, oh, the cameras were broken or, or something like that. But there is no footage of him leaving the, the consulate. So clearly something happened to him inside the consulate. And uh, why would our president stonewall the, the, the Saudis? Well, it, it could be for this reason.
0: Saudi Arabia, and I get along great with all of them. They buy apartments from me. They spend forty million, fifty million. Am I supposed to dislike them? I like them very much.
1: So there you have it. Uh, you know, the the president, of course, uh, you know, is is withholding judgment, of course. But really, I think he's made up his mind. There's nothing to see here. Uh, move along. Uh, no reason to even revisit the emoluments clause because uh, not only do they buy apartment buildings and things from him in the United States, uh, but they also stay at his hotel like so many other foreign dignitaries do. Essentially, putting money, staying at the, Trump, uh, the Washington, D.C. Trump Hotel, putting money straight into the president's pocket, <laughs> no one seems to mind. What kind of nonsense is that? Rocky Laporte is a stand-up comedian originally from Chicago, Illinois, and he still kind of splits his time between Chicago and Los Angeles. It's always a great chat with our old friend, Rocky Laporte, and here it is. Hello? Hey Rocky, it's P.F.
0: Hey, buddy. I was just going to call you. How are
1: you? Good, good, man. I couldn't remember who was supposed to call who, and then I found your old number, and, uh, well, I guess your current number, and, uh, yeah, I thought I'd give you a shout since uh, I started my lunch. Oh, good.
0: It worked out, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cool. So, uh, gosh, it's been a while. How you been?
0: I've been all right, man. i just been uh, just working a lot, and, you know, trying to figure out the next step here in my career, you know?
1: So uh, a lot of headlining, I, I assume. How, how often are you on the road these days?
0: Oh, boy, I'm, not, I'm out there too much, you know. Uh-huh. Um, we, I mean, we actually had some meetings in L.A. with my managers and agents, and um, we're going to try and start doing, like, uh, you know, like pull back out of the clubs a little bit and start doing, like, small theaters, you know, like that's how the, there you go. Brian Regan and Kathleen Madigan, like that's how they started, and then they built up. Cause, yeah. um, I think, you know, you get to a certain point in your career where, uh, you know, those, those long weeks, they just beat you down, you know, buddy? Like those six, seven shows and you're yeah, out yeah. all week and you know, I've been doing this thirty years, you know.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well I was gonna say, you still look uh you're a little older than me, but you look younger than me. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, man. I'm beat this shit. <laughs> but uh
1: you know, I don't know. You know. I think I think comedy keeps you if if you uh kind of the spinal tap question you know, the, the preserved moose question. If you hadn't been doing comedy, though, had you stuck to your, like, your day job, you know, just being a an ordinary Joe, do you think you would still be, you know, as, feel as good or be in as good a shape? think that would have beaten you down more?
0: Oh, uh, no. I was I was driving semis and, and loading freight. Like, yeah. I, I felt old at 29. Like, I was, like, my back hurt, and you know what I mean? Like, I was sore every day, and uh, that was, like, hard physical labor, but you could sleep that off, like when you're mentally exhausted from this job. Like, oh takes, yeah, yeah, it takes a long time to recover. I'm not complaining. I love like oh, yeah. my job and I love making people laugh. It's just um, everybody I talk to that's been doing it, like you know, over the 20 year mark. Like they, they say the road it does slowly wear you down. You know.
1: Yeah. Uh, and people don't really understand that you know mental tiredness is just as exhausting as physical tiredness.
0: You know what, buddy honest to God, like I've told people this, like I'm more tired doing, and this is even when I was younger, like you do like an hour show, like your adrenaline gets so jacked up and then you come down and then you do enough especially shows where there's, you know, two a night. Um, I'm more tired from that than loading freight for eight hours. Like, you know, because you could sleep physical tired off, you know, but yeah. like that mental stuff, man, it, you know, your brain, you might look calm on stage, but you're, Inside your your motor's running at one hundred and ten percent, you
1: know. Yeah, my uh, day job now I um st- I started off helping uh, these guys in their warehouse, and uh, mm-hmm. I, now I'm writing the the blogs for the website and doing their podcast and stuff. And but you know when I. I'd work in the warehouse all day at Christmas, you know, I was tired when I got home, but yeah, like you said, it wasn't, you could shake it off pretty easily, but after finish writing just a blog post, you know, a thousand word blog post, you would think, well, you really didn't do anything, you sat there and typed, but man, I'm just like completely wiped out. <laughs> yeah, the
0: mental stuff takes and, takes more out of you, doesn't it? It
1: does, yeah, yeah. I, I guess because you in re- the longer consuming more energy than when you're doing something, you know, mindless like stuffing envelopes full of t-shirts, you know, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Not too much
0: demand. I remember I used to do a joke about that, like, uh, they, you know, because I didn't, pay, I was awful, so I didn't pay attention, you know. And I go, what do I, you know, what do I got to learn? About? Especially English, right? Like they would teach you like about adjectives, and oh, yeah. I remember even a fifth grade, go, I'm never going to use this stuff, you know. And it's huh. like, you know, go, why do I need to know what a pronoun is? I'm going to be, I'm going to be loading heavy stuff on the stocks, you know what I mean? Like right.
1: So um, you still based in Chicago.
0: Yes, sir. I'm um, living back here. I was in L.A. for 15 years.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know Back that.
0: in Chicago, yeah. But I think I may be moving back to L.A. again this year or so. That's one of my options. I'm weighing.
1: Yeah, taking... Uh, well, I guess at this point, it's just. It, it, did, would the wife go with you or is it? Because I know you have a lot of the grandkids and everything are in Chicago, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I've been I'm divorced. I've been divorced for a while. Oh, okay. Know, I didn't and, know that. Uh, I'm happily, yeah, happily divorced put that on there <laughs> there you go <laughs> and uh, but yeah like my kids are mostly here in the Midwest like Illinois and Indiana but um you know they're grown you know and now so I like, thought they're yeah. grandkids, but yeah, yeah. um yeah well
1: because I remember you did that bit about but, taking the grandkids to the uh the museum there in Chicago and having to keep an eye on a couple of them and what a challenge that was
0: yeah go ahead I'm sorry
1: no, that, that, but I was just saying that. That I remember those are really funny videos because you say you can't you can't come home with that. You know, you have to come home with all of them for <laughs> it to be a success. Yeah,
0: two of them they took off in two different directions. I'm <laughs> like, oh man, this is you know. mean? you got to pick the one with the most potential and you know what I mean.
1: Like decide which one's the slowest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, well, so well, you're probably moving out to LA. What, uh, like you said, to, to pursue more projects or just because that's where we businesses, mostly. There's
0: no oppor- Here's the thing about that, yes. There's more opportunities out there, but there's no there's no guarantees. Right. And then another thing me and my uh, managers were talking about is maybe getting, like, a residency in Vegas, like, where, you know, you, you get a showroom out there. You yeah. know, we're going to be talking to some people about uh, maybe getting a show like, and then people come to you. You know, like you're in Vegas. Like I know, like George Wallace and oh yeah, you know, Frank Caliendo, Lou yeah. Anderson. All those guys had shows out there, where, and it's nice to get off the road. You know, when you just put your ass in one spot, and yeah. people come to you. You know, and there's nothing wrong with like that.
1: No, that's that's the perfect gig, man. A lot of people dig that. Yeah, Louis did that for years and years until he. Uh, I guess I, I think the fact that he got that show, I think pulled him out of that actually.
0: And, uh, you're right, you're yeah. right. Yeah, he's doing a show now, and he's doing good.
1: And uh, Baskets, yeah, that's man. it, yeah. Um, yeah, so it can it can come full circle and lead you back to uh, the people's attention and be like, hey, we should get this guy for, because they specifically asked for him for that show, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I wanted to ask about, I remember I mentioned this in our Twitter messaging back and forth. Uh, you, the guy that's the quarterback for your Bears went to my high school.
0: Is that right?
1: Yeah, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah.
0: Who was that in Ohio?
1: Yeah, yeah. He went to Mentor. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And when he was coming out in the draft, uh, all these people, all my friends from high school and people I know back home, were all like, oh, "They got a draft, Mitchell. They got a Mitchell." I'm like, "No, they do not. Why would you want to ruin that kid's <laughs> career? What's the matter with you?" No. <laughs> Have him go somewhere 20, else. 20. We we become Bears fans by and that's, the Bears are the perfect Chicago team for us to root for because I think it's the only team we don't have a hockey team so that doesn't matter but it's the only team where we don't compete with you guys in the same division like the Bulls and the White Sox and uh, yeah yeah so it's perfect we can you're the, a
0: Bengals guy right
1: no no Browns I'm from Cleveland. Oh,
0: the Browns, that's right. The, yeah. Man, you know not have polls for them. I, I love uh, the Browns. I, I really do. Like, they're my underdog team every year. And, sure. Man, they could easily be 3-1. You know that? They shouldn't have lost that game yesterday. They shouldn't have lost the
1: Pittsburgh. Oh, I know. We were watching it last night. Uh, we were, I, I was making dinner, kind of running back and forth. My wife had the game on. And, uh, it, you know, that blown first down call. And then the, the they had the nerve mm. on the Fox to say, oh, this officiating crew did a great job today. Like, no, they didn't. They blew no, an obvious first down call. Oh, my goodness. It was terrible. Oh,
0: man. Did, uh, did I tell you uh, that after the when the Cubs uh, beat the uh, Indians in the World Series, did I tell you the Indians, they hired me to do their Christmas party? No. You had a front off It was a couple months. Like, that was like October, and then in December... They hired me to do their uh it was the front office like it was their christmas party it was up at Hilarities in cleveland like oh. it was a couple months later yeah and, and the guy that introduced me from he was this next guy from chicago i had 400 people booing me they're booing me all the way to the stage
1: but you're the <laughs> beloved guy from the channel Eight promos
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and I go, I'm a White Sox fan, you idiots! Like I was rooting for you guys. You know? Oh, okay. and then and they well, all
1: clapped. It's you funny know? you say that because uh, our friend Jimmy Pardo, uh, huge White Sox yeah. fan, but he was also pulling for the Cubs. He did an episode with, uh, I guess Joe Montaigne has a restaurant out in L.A. And I was listening to Jimmy's episode, yep. and I told Jimmy about this afterward. I said I was listening. To, I, this that's one of the few episodes I stopped listening to. And he goes, Why? And I said, Well, because you said Montana was talking about how they were ever was crowded in for game seven and it was a great and then you said, We'll talk more about that later and I said, Nope. And I turned it off. And he goes, But PF, yeah, it's a it's a great memory for yeah, if you're a baseball fan, it's a great story. No, it's not. It's not a great story at all yeah. to lose game seven in the rain. No, it's yeah. terrible. So
0: I was doing Cleveland radio up there and uh, I go listen, I go no. I go guy I forgot I was pretty Indians like I don't yeah, like yeah. the pub. I go guys look at it this way. I go, your basketball team won the championship. I go, your baseball team won the World Series. I go, and your football team got good hot dogs. <laughs> <I> go, oh, <laughs> they, that they do, <laughs> yeah. Point. You, they get... really played for them up there last year, right? they Yeah,
1: yeah, we set a record, and now we've started on our next losing streak. Um, although, <sighs> although, yeah, I agree, they do look a little more promising than they have in the past, but the wowzers, that's just that's just rough. So. Yeah, but... So you are you a, a South Side guy? I don't remember.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I oh, grew okay. up, born and raised, I uh, grew up on the South Side. You know, and lived on the South Side my whole life. Now I'm out in the suburbs, but still the South suburbs. I'll never live right. in the North Side. I think it's different country up there. Like they don't even. There were two different people. We don't even get along. It's like they might as well live in Wisconsin.
1: You, you can sense that. I also sense that with the. Uh, Not the Hammer, the Cubs fans, but whenever I watch, you know, the Cubs, I sense a lot of people shouldn't be there. Even though, you know, the White Sox draw a lot fewer people to U.S. Cellular Field, but I think those people should be there. They're they're the actual fans. And I know baseball, they want to make an experience, but I don't know, it just seems like it's... I'm sure the, the real Cubs fans are real Cubs fans, and I get that. But it just seems like it's more of a yep. a chic thing to do when you're in Chicago is to go see the Cubs at Wrigley. I want to go see the White Sox at U.S. Cellular. I can never convince my wife to do it, but <laughs> right,
0: yeah. yeah, no, no, I, yeah, are oh, your wife's not? She's not having
1: it? No, not not going. She because we drive whenever we go to Chicago, we drive right by U.S. Cellular Field. She looks around, and she goes, nope.
0: <laughs> oh, because
1: you're going to take the train down here by yourself. while well, me and the girls stay in the loop. Yeah, help yourself. But um, uh, yeah, we've never arranged a. Have, you
0: know what? Though there's a lot of cops around. Like they make sure nothing happens during the games. Like, they're, yeah, yeah. They're I, in the
1: parking lot. And, and again, I'm pretty sure like, it's easy yeah, to, to take a train from the loop. I mean, it goes right to the ballpark. I can you can see it right between the, the freeway there. So yeah, it'll
0: let you off right there. Yeah, you yeah. know what's so funny. I grew up about three blocks from that stadium. You know.
1: Uh, the uh, the old stadium and the new stadium.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, I remember when they built that new stadium. And the White's Kansas City, they cut uh, the Royals, cut Bo Jackson, and then the White Sox picked him up. And they were playing Kansas City that day. I remember going to their new stadium, and he hit a home run against Kansas City, the team that caught him, in the whole place went nuts. Like that was like uh, that was like a, a one of the moments, you know.
1: That's funny. Um, I'm surprised you haven't turned up with uh, some reacting chops on Shameless because uh, we we enjoy that. We don't watch a lot of TV, but. Uh... And then that, that takes place on the south I, side of Chicago.
0: Yeah, I love Shameless.
1: Any other any acting jobs? Cause I know you turned up in a in a few things over the years. Yeah, I've been on Cheers. I've been on an episode of
0: Cheers, and then uh, Tim Allen. You know, I had a couple parts in some Tim Allen movies, and oh, okay. uh, I had my own pilot. You know, for a sitcom on CBS that uh, you know was out there. And get this, man i had I had two development deals for networks, for TV shows. And the first one, the uh, actors went on strike. And a few years later, I got another one, and then the writers went on strike. Oh, jeez! It's like, pretty <laughs> odd to that happen. And then they just started doing reality shows, you know? So, yeah, you just kind of lost out there, you know? But, ah, eh, you just got to keep punching, you
1: yeah, know? Yeah, no, that, that sounds like my luck, man. Um, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Just when you think something's going to work out, and it's like, yeah, the... The, the, yeah. the bottom falls out. They pull yeah. the rug out. They pull the rug out. Indeed, they do. Yeah. So I mean, what would we well, you said? You're thinking about the the Vegas residency and things like that. What would be the dream gig? The to do that? To do your your own TV show or just to do the theater thing? Or
0: yeah, I'd like to do. I, I really like uh, stand up. You know, I like uh, connecting with the people. It's just the traveling is uh, you know. So maybe if everybody could just, we'll do a show in my yard every Friday. <laughs> everybody could come here.
1: You come to me. And
0: then I'll have to go, right, just throw some slippers on and a robe, go out out there.
1: Oh, that'd be great. That should be the, if you do the Vegas residency, that should be the thing. That you should That should be the shtick.
0: <laughs> yeah. well, I moved into you know, had, you know near the end of the, look how Rodney, dangerous. he'd show up at clubs like that, like in a robe oh, and really? slippers,
1: you oh, know? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, there's there's a couple pictures of him. I, that's the very first time I met him was at the Laugh Factory in LA. And he came in, he had a robe and slippers on, but he was I think he was like kinda he was kinda high a lot then at the time, you uh, know. Was, I think he was doing a lot of pot and coke. But I love Rodney, I'm not him. Oh, yeah. oh
1: no, no, no. Well, yeah, yes. you
0: could, huh? I
1: don't think that's a big secret. <laughs> I think
0: yeah, 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 you could I'm sure you could look that up. It'd, yeah, be, yeah. it'd be out there but that's yeah. how he walked around I mean, I'm sure there's pictures of him like that, you know.
1: Yeah. Um Oh, so I was going to ask you do you, Do you like Vegas? Because you know Vegas has kind of changed a lot over the past couple of years. I mean, I guess if you're a performer, you have a steady gig. It's probably good, but from the consumer standpoint, uh, it's really it's become disappointing.
0: Well, like how? Like how? What do you mean?
1: Well, okay, they charge you for parking now at all the casinos. It's very oh, difficult yeah. to get free drinks anymore. They, uh... the waitresses are supposed to monitor your drinks when you're at the the table. Now, my buddy. Uh, John, he went out there and he was able to, he was playing at the Cosmopolitan and this lady was spending money furiously and she accumulated so many drink tickets, like dozens of them. She just handed him a big stack of them. He said, here, you take these, I'll never drink all this. So it's, yeah, it's just crazy. We figured out a system when we were there. We found out where the waitresses go to get the drinks and we played the row machines mm-hmm. right by there. So they have to go by you. Uh, and they're supposed oh, to check no, no, no. the machine, but they don't always. So we were able to, an yeah, yeah. always an angle,
0: right? Not always
1: an angle. That's the, I guess that's the challenge, to see if you can beat the house that way. I went there a couple years ago, and um, my wife was, uh, I think she was playing at the machine, They said, I'll go watch a game and, and bet on the game, because I can't do that back home at our casino. And so uh, mm-hmm. I asked the guy, I said, hey, uh, I was sitting there, and no one was giving me a drink, and I finally let him and said, do they ever serve drinks in here anymore, and the guy goes, oh, yeah, you bet $200, we'll get you a drink ticket. I'm like, are you out of your mind? mind? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was also the Cosmopolitan, mm-hmm. I believe. But What's I think the the track all, track? all the houses are like that now. They don't, you, you sit there, you have to, you should show them a ticket, and they'd bring you a drink, you give the gal a buck or two, and that'd be it. But now, no, you have to show not only that you have a ticket, but you bet a certain amount of money for them to bring you drinks. Yeah. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, and uh, now that they've legalized sports gambling nationwide, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully that'll they'll probably never be a need for me to go to Vegas ever again, because the only reason I really like going to Vegas was that I could bet on sports.
0: Yeah, I knew I know when all those Indian casinos started opening, um, that kind of hurt them, so I think that's when they started charging like stupid stuff like uh, for parking, and then yep. they have that uh they have some kind of hotel fee? Like, what kind of resort fee. What, what I know. fee is that? The resort
1: you know? fee, yeah. Just get a room for 29 bucks. Oh, great. And then, oh, but there's a $60 resort fee. Well, then just charge me 80 bucks. I mean, what the hell?
0: Yeah, right? Like, what yeah. is that? Like, And it's kind of hidden, and they throw it on at the end, and it's yeah, just yeah. like. Uh i don't know but you know what vegas i don't think they've ever lost money so they're always going to have an angle.
1: well the, no i think a lot of media, the, you know they're not making as much which is probably why they're doing all this stuff like i remember they used to charge you for yeah. internet but then when they figured out all the cheap places started you know uh not charging you for internet they figured out oh, well we can't charge. but that's now included in the resort yeah. fee so it's crazy yeah, yeah.
0: when when the mobs st- uh when they they ran the mob out so the big big brother corporate can rob you right? yeah exactly
1: Right. yeah exactly because the mob's too
0: corrupt you want to do this
1: one of my uh, favorite shows ever you might uh, remember this because they, they filmed it well they filmed the first half of the first season in Chicago was Crime Story which kind of told... I love
0: that story oh. with Dice and Farina yes.
1: right yeah oh my god loved it I talked to Dice a couple of years ago and told him man I, it was the funniest thing because I never saw um, when Dice first uh, started doing not first but we started getting a, a heat on him as they say um mm-hmm. i'd already seen him in crime story so i'm over at my friend's house watching this comedy special with their dad they hadn't come home yet so he and i were watching it. dice comes out and starts being you know complete filth and my friend's dad is laughing reluctantly but i'm thinking how do i know this guy and i'm like, I'm like wait that's max goldman what the hell's max goldman doing telling jokes and you got a kick out of that story because i knew him as an actor before i knew him as a, a comedian and he's a great actor I, yes. I thought he was a really good actor oh yeah it? yeah i loved him as max goldman but uh, I guess kind
0: Why of. Why the, did they cancel that series, man? That was a
1: good show. The, I guess the rate. Well, they tried to put it up against Moonlighting. That was the one. And secondly, oh. it, it was it was so ridiculously violent. And the, the weird thing is, is I don't like a lot of like violent shoot 'em up stuff. But Crime Story was just mm-hmm. so cartoony. And I guess because it took place like well three years before I was born, but it, it kind of had that distance to it too. But um, so it just did. It, it didn't seem real. It did. It, it seemed you know. Uh, heavily dramatized I guess but yeah I guess the ratings just weren't there and the end of the second season they have that cliffhanger and the airplane and we never know what happened uh, to those guys yeah love Crime Story I got my DVDs though so yep so I go back and watch that
0: oh they still have it they still air it that?
1: no that's on DVD you can I think you can still find it um,
0: yeah you hold on one second sure sure 30? yeah PS yes Hey, hold on one second, okay? Sure, sure. Thanks, brother. No problem. (laughs) about that man no problem I was uh, I was gonna wrap I'm things- like a lunatic I gotta go back on the road Wednesday I'm going out to uh, I'll be in Southern California for a week and then I gotta do a thing we're doing a thing for uh, it's a fundraiser for cancer patients I'm doing it with Alonzo let oh yeah uh, Whitney, Wendy Regan and Leno oh cool yeah I and mean, then right from there I'm going to Minnesota to do uh, House of Comedy do House you know? of Comedy there
1: you go well, great, man. Well, I'll let you go. Then I'm going to go eat my lunch, uh, the, the rest of my lunch break here. And um, yeah, as as always, hope we'll see you here in Cincinnati sometime soon. And uh...
0: you know what, man? I forgot that you were in Cincinnati. I was just there, like with Ron White, a couple weeks ago.
1: Were you really? We were in the casino that night. I almost went and saw that show, but we were, like, uh, my oh. wife was having a bad week, and we ended up, we don't usually go to that casino, but we went, ended up going there for, to do something different, and I was going to think, I thought, well, the heck, I could probably get tickets for Ron White, but um, she didn't oh. seem like she wanted to do she loves going to the comedy shows, but oh, I wish I would have known that, man.
0: I would have hooked you up for yeah. sure, man. Like, uh, I opened for him a lot. Uh, you know, like, maybe, like, he's got a couple guys who rotate, and then when I'm yeah, not yeah. doing nothing, I'll work with him
1: cool but um he takes me out like once a month or once every five or six weeks cool i will have to keep that in mind alright well, and uh yeah. and hey what
0: clubs are there are there now in Cincinnati I'd really like to get back there uh
1: Bananas is still here I can put in a word I'll put in a word with Mikey for you and um and then there's uh Funny Bone moved from the river up to uh the northern suburbs and Liberty Township but um uh, mm-hmm. I would recommend Bananas not I have anything against the Funny Bone but I, and it's no secret but you know the Funny Bone's a place you go if you want to see a comedy show and Go Bananas is a place you go for comedy fans I think you, you, you get a better
0: Really? Yeah, It's a yeah, good
1: yeah. room? Oh yeah it's a great room it's one of the most folks I say like your friend Jimmy Pardo for one uh, will say you know the two best rooms not on the coast Acme and uh, in Minneapolis and um, and Go Bananas in uh, in Cincinnati so
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, was that the one, I think I played it years ago, but it was in, like, the basement. It was, like, down in the basement, right? Is it still
1: there? It's mm, not in a basement. It's in a little kind of odd shopping center uh, in kind of this ritzy suburb, oddly. And, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of, like, medical offices around it and some smaller restaurants. But, yeah, I'll um, I'll give Mikey your email and, uh, yeah, and yeah, put a word in.
0: Would you please? Absol- I would love to work there. Yeah. I would love to go to Cincinnati. I have a lot of people that are always sending me emails. They go, hey, when are you coming this way? And yeah, Let me know, buddy. I would love to do that. It would be great to see you.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. All right, man. Well, uh, good talking to you. Uh, good luck to your bears the rest of the you way there. Too. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm pulling for the Browns too, okay? All right. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. Be good. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Rocky Laporte for being on the show. You can find Rocky. I will tell you right now, he's doing uh, some private gigs here uh, in the next couple of weeks, uh, getting that corporate money. Good for him. And then he is at. Uh, let me see. Looks like one night stands in Waterford, Michigan, November first through third. And then he is uh, doing a series of shows, as he mentioned uh, with Ron White. He is the feature uh, in La Crosse, Wisconsin, Prior Lake, Minnesota. And it looks like Bemidji, Minnesota, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So, and that's toward the end of November. So just either go to Rocky's uh, site or Ron White's site to find out uh, the dates for those shows, the exact dates and times and deets and how to get your dockets and all that, as uh, Jim Rome would say. Get your dockets, clones. Uh, and good on Ron White, man, for uh, getting a good feature. Because like I've mentioned before on the show, and I may have mentioned in the interview with Rocky, I don't remember now. So I'm doing this a few days later. But there are folks out there that will take you know maybe just an okay feature out on the road you know so they don't get overshadowed and i understand that but then there's people you know like brian Regan and ron white who will bring someone who is who will set the table but is a little different from them so you're not seeing the same comedian twice but will also you know uh it was really funny and will, you know we'll get you in the mood for you know for the uh, for the big show for the uh, for the headlining act so again good on ron white So let me see here. That brings us to our song of the week, and our song of the week is uh, from a—it's a collaboration called LSD, the L stands for Labyrinth, who you've probably not heard of, Uh, S stands for Sia, who you probably have heard of, and then the— Uh, D stands for Diplo, who you may or may not have heard of. Well, Labyrinth is uh, big over in the UK. He's kind of uh, one of those DJ, uh, producer, performer kind of guys. C, of course, uh, singer-songwriter, has had several hits in the United States. And then Diplo is uh, based in Los Angeles. He's also a DJ and producer. He's had a few uh, songs pop into the top 40. He's produced tons more, so you may know him uh, more for that than maybe you first performance So they've gotten together and they have this song called Thundercloud. They actually have a whole album uh, together as well. And this song has really kind of grown on me. I wasn't sure I liked it at first. You know, I, I, I like Diplo's stuff, I'm okay with Labyrinth's stuff, and I like Sia a lot. And, uh, so at first I thought I'd be really blown away by this. Uh, wasn't, but then as I listen to it more and more, it's one of those songs that kind of sinks in the end, you find yourself kind of humming it in your head and stuff like that. It's Thundercloud. It's our song of the week on PF's tape recorder. So long, and thanks for listening.